to be back. Amen. Welcome to Coffee, Bacon, and Other Sacred Things, um, season two, which I have my, and I have my lovely and talented co-host, Miss Joyce Adams, with me today. Hello, everyone. Delighted to be here. And so, yeah, this is, we're starting our second season, um, trying to be a little more organized and a little less hap- haphazard than we were last season, but that doesn't make any difference. It's a learning thing. Yeah. And we've moved... We've moved locations. Um, I have been kicked out of the luxurious podcast studio <laughs> that I have. <laughs> I had made out of my my sweet daughter's bedroom, and mm-hmm. now we are down in my office at the church. And <laughs> we also have our first um, visitor with us. Yes, and um, he's making all these snuffling noises. Yes, Joyce brought Frankie down with um, her beautiful. Um, what he's a husky. Husky, um, uh, what's the other one? Malamute. Malamute mix. And Pitbull. Yeah, and Pitbull. And he is the sweetest thing in the world, but he, like most dogs, he does not keep quiet really well. Does he have that ball all the way back? No, okay. He was, <laughs> he found a ball in my office and now he's running around playing with it. So he will be, um, with us tonight, today. And yeah, uh, you might hear us giving, saying, Frankie, no! <laughs> <laughs> or sit and stay. Yeah. He and, and, but he's very sweet, and he wants he wants love and attention. So, um, what if what? If, all of a sudden, my mind went blank. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that feeling very yeah, well. Yeah, well. Welcome to the to the sad place that is my mind. <laughs> All right. What we're going to focus on most this uh, this this season is going to be spiritual warfare. And uh, which I'm really excited. I think both of us are really excited yeah, about it. It's a very interesting topic. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to it. Um, as a guideline, it's funny. Now, I'm pretty sure you can look this up on Facebook at the Nazarene or Clear Lake Nazarene Church um, YouTube page. I did a series uh, in 2020 on spiritual warfare. So we're going to be using notes from that. But I've also, we've also, you know, done some studying and some research and learned more. And so, but it's just, it's really cool. It, it's a wonderful subject. It's a subject that not a lot of, that, that a lot of Christians don't take very seriously. Um, I've, I've met several Christians that on one hand, they either see Satan around every corner and they are um, worried and, and, and blame Satan for everything that goes wrong in their lives. Everything is a spiritual attack or they're, kind of the kind of Christian that wants to keep stick their head in the sand and say, no, I mean, yes, I know the devil exists. They acknowledge that the devil exists, but they think, no, we're just going to focus on Jesus, which, yes, that's a, a, a good philosophy, but you have to acknowledge that the devil is real and that we he does push back against the, uh, the church. He wants to hurt humanity. It is his, it, it is his focus. It is his goal to take as many... Um, people with him to hell as he possibly can, and if he can um, jack with Christians, you know, then he'll do that too. Well, the term spiritual warfare caused some some consternation on the part yeah. of one of our friends who's not a believer, but he thought that that was sort of an oxymoron to be spiritual and 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 engage in warfare. Mm-hmm. But it's really not. Well, um, I and, and 
Oh, before I forget, I almost forgot, and I shouldn't have. We are, you can listen to us on Podbean. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on uh, iHeartRadio. Or you can just go to coffeebaconguy.podbean.com. And those, so tell your friends, that's how you listen to us. And check out our Facebook page on, uh, it's uh, Coffee Bacon and Other Sacred Things Facebook page on, on, uh, fa- on Facebook, in fact. Yeah. We haven't gotten an Instagram uh one yet because I'm not a millennial. And so <laughs> I do not engage also. Yeah. Or neither. <laughs> no, I have an Instagram page. I do not. I just haven't bothered to put this on Instagram yet. So um but like like we were saying uh, uh many um Christians are not they don't think it's an option or they don't think it's necessary to prepare for it and stuff like that. And and I I think you know, we have an adversary against mm-hmm. us, and and his, Satan's goal is to uh, thwart the church, to make us as useless as humanly possible uh, to the kingdom, and uh, to take as many people to hell as he possibly can. So he uses all kinds of weapons. Now, what you all, what most people think about when they think about spiritual warfare is, you know, the exorcist, mm-hmm. that you know, demon possession. And um, and you know exorcisms and stuff like that, which yes, those really happen. Um, That's document- extreme, more or less. So yes, the, they're they're yeah. they're. It's kind of funny. On one hand, yes, they really do happen, and exorcist is a little bit Hollywooded out, but not completely away from the truth of what what does we're, happen. We're concerned with the day by day battle that we we fight. Yeah, and we'll talk about we'll talk about possessions and and uh and other stuff as we go um but i there is one thing with with i feel like christians who own who say you know i don't want to deal with it i'm only going to focus on jesus they're half right because the best thing we can do the the best tactic of spiritual warfare is to live a holy life period to live a life that is pleasing to god to walk with him to be filled with the holy spirit and follow him. Um, I'm, I, I, I looked it up so I can, because I stink at remembering uh, scriptures. Um, we think about it, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. If we are focusing on that. If that's our primary focus, there's nothing wrong with that. It's being aware of what's going on around us. And, um, you know, especially when it comes to patience, my sweet wife, she's got, she's getting jewel after jewel after jewel in her <laughs> crown, crown when, it com- <laughs> when it comes to patience. <laughs> oh, Brenda, I love you so much and you, 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 you deserve me. Wait, that's <laughs> no, not, <laughs> wait a minute, I don't deserve you. There we go. That's what it yeah, is. That's more like it. <laughs> You try her patience, I'm sure. Yes, I do, but she's wonderful, and she, for some reason, she loves me. But you know, um, but there, I think a lot of Christians sometimes, maybe because of arrogance, maybe because of fear, no. um, or under spiritualizing life, um, they we don't really understand the extent um, of the the personal and daily demonic activity, and so today, at least for the first uh, episode or two, we're going to do kind of an introduction. Uh, to spiritual warfare and talk about it because, like I said, you know, the best spiritual tactic of spiritual warfare is a holy life. 
Um, and uh, Ephesians 2.27 says, Do, don't give the devil a foothold. He's, uh, Paul is talking about sin in a Christian's life. And sin gives the enemy a way in, it, un, uh, especially um, perpetual sin, sin that, is not, that it, we are continuing in our life, we're allowing to continue in our life. And that's a way, and is it a, is it a door, a foot in the door for possession? No, but it surely is a way for uh, the devil can, to come in and affect your Christian life and to make you not what God really you know, has for you to be. Because the devil wants to keep us ignorant. Yeah. And um, the, the, what was the French poet, um, Charles Bo- Baudelaire? Baudelaire, yeah. yeah I could, Baudelaire. Yeah. He was one of my favorites. And Rimbaud, Arthur Rimbaud, they were oh. good friends, possibly lovers, I don't know. But he wrote some dark poetry. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, the quote, he's famous for the quote, the prettiest trick the devil um, ever did was to make us believe he doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, oh wait! The prettiest trick of the devil is to make us believe he doesn't exist. I want to—if I'm making a quote, I want to get it right. Um, and the enemy has a lot of useful tools. And and I thought of you so much, my dear, when I of this first one. And uh, Joyce is my precious friend. She's mm-hmm. a loving Christian. Um, but it. it uh, remember Flip Wilson? Yes, from the I 70s. sure do. The devil made me do it. <laughs> I love, I loved yeah. him so much, and yeah, he was the, like the first um, black comedian ever to have a a, a special. Mm-hmm. Or, or, I mean, yeah, a, the weekly a, TV show, pro- yeah, yeah, TV program on 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 prime time. And he was very funny, and um, is he 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 wants us. The devil wants us to not think about the fact that he's around. He wants to minimize us. And uh, I love, see, have you ever read this, the screw tape level letters by C.S. Lewis? No. Oh, man, they're incredible. Yeah. The, he's, they're written from the perspective of an upper management demon writing letters to his nephew, who is a beginner, and in his efforts to win back the soul of a, of a new Christian. And it, this is a quote from, from it. It says, the fact that, quote, devils are predominantly comic figures in the modern imagination will help you. If any faint suspicion of your existence begins to arise in his mind, suggest to him a picture of something in red tights and persuade him that since he cannot believe in that, he therefore cannot believe in you. Isn't that... I mean, you never think about that yeah. until that how how certain things have really, in the media, have lessened the, the yeah. Satan. I it, think it has trivialized, they trivialized the mm-hmm. devil to the point where he is a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. They even had a lovable little devil, I don't remember his name, but in the comics he was a, a imp, a little devil. You know, yeah. He was cute as he could be and yeah. did cute things, you know. Who could be afraid of a, of a cute little guy with a, with a pitchfork in his hand, you yeah. know, and that kind of stuff. But and even like an early one in the media was Damn Yankees. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah. That was a, it, now it's a fun musical and, and I'm not poo-pooing the, the musical, but, you know, the, a, a guy, a fan of the Washington Senators, you can tell when this was written in the Washington Senators. Yes. Um, you know, he, he sells his soul to the devil so that the, his team will beat those damn Yankees. That's, that's the whole thing, whole point of the, yeah. of the, of the um, show. But then there's this little TV show called Lucifer <laughs> that somebody is a great <laughs> fan of. I'm not going to name names. I'm not even looking at the person. 
I'm not even blushing. <laughs> and, and you know what? You and I have had that discussion yes. many times. That you know, he the devil takes human form and starts to fight demons in in Los Angeles. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> it's <laughs> just a TV show. I know, but it, it but at the same time, it it, it humanizes it. it it's it. Um, it makes it makes Satan a uh, sympathetic person mm-hmm. or sympathetic character. Well, the whole premise is he, he's tired of being Lord of Hell. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to be Lord of Hell anymore. So did he get kicked out? I've never watched it. No, he left. He, he left, left. Ontario and came to Los Angeles, which is probably the back door to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> and that's putting it nicely. <laughs> so so LA is the the back door, and San Francisco is the front door, and everything <laughs> is <guess>. between. <laughs> New York, C- New York City fits in there somewhere. We're north of San Francisco, so we're still out there. <laughs> Clearly, California isn't hell, but you can see it from here. No. <laughs> I'm a And of course, Tom demon. Ellis is drop-dead gorgeous. Yeah. And his head demon who comes with him is just outrageously beautiful and wonderful. And that, they sell it, you know. Don't recommend the show that I'm talking against. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just iterating the uh, the lens they go to to make this marketable. I can't win with this woman. <laughs> that is awesome. No, no, Frankie. No, no. Get there up here. Go. Come here. There it goes. He's, he's, he sees us start laughing and having fun, and he sees my animated motions, yeah. and he's like, oh, oh, Uncle yeah. Chris wants to play. And he's doing it right now. But, um, uh, and, and, you know, um, what's big on the internet, and yes, um, uh, Corinna and I are hooked on these things too. The ghosts caught on camera, and I, I shouldn't. We shouldn't watch them because some people think that's a way of giving the enemy another foot. You know, another way into you as you're watching this as you're opening himself up. And we're we sit there and think, oh, that is so fake. That is so stupid. <laughs> you know, but there's like 8.4. If you go ghosts caught on camera mm-hmm. and Google. It's like eight and a half million results that you get. And if you go to Ghost Hunter videos, those are big. 46 million results. And okay, I'm taking these statistics from my notes from three years ago. Yes, there's so probably th- more now. There's a truckload yeah. more now. Yeah. And it, it, I, I really feel like, well, and, and Brent, Corinne and I was just watching one week because I, what I really love is the Bigfoot videos. You know, can, did, did, they, did they finally catch, you know, Bigfoot on tape? And we were watching a video that we thought was going to be a, a Bigfoot video. And it was this young man. I think he was up in Washington. and Because Washington is a hotbed for, for um, Washington State. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's other big feet in Washington, D.C. And we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. But um, there's, he, there, he's up in Washington State. And he's riding his motorcycle into this back country area and it's gorgeous it's a beautiful place and he's just all he's doing he's got his he's got a youtube channel that he posts his go gopro or gopro mm-hmm. the little camera is GoPro. yeah gopro um videos you know of him riding his mo- motorcycle and he gets to this one place and it's starting to get dark he 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 needs to turn around anyway but he's debating he comes to a fork in the road and you literally when you're watching you literally hear all of the sounds in the forest just go completely silent. And it's the creepiest. If if he did this in post-production to fake it, he did a beautiful job. Because sure, yeah. 
and you never can tell what these things are, what are, what's real and what's not, and stuff like that. And I understand, but this hit us as very creepy because you just immediately noticed it. And then he's getting ready to, uh, to you know, trying to decide which way to go. And he looks over, and here's this like white creature about several hundred feet away. And he doesn't know. He all he sees is something white moving in the bushes, and he tears out of there. It's. I mean, I would have. To, I never would have gone that deep to begin with. <laughs> I'm. I'm a coward by nature, but um, he. You know, he, he tries to start his motorcycle again, and it won't start. Oh no! It takes him like four or five kicks to get started, and he hauls it out of there. And you know, that's just. It, they're they're fun and creepy things, but at the same time, you know. The devil uses stuff like that mm-hmm. to confuse and obfuscate reality. Yes. You know, I firmly believe in my heart, even though there's been more and more ideas that, um, like, ghosts, not demons, but ghosts are uh, spirits that have not left. There, mm-hmm. is, there is some argument that some ghosts, um, due, due to, you know, different experimentation and stuff like that, um, are, and they're not... Ghosts that came back from mm-hmm. heaven or from hell, they just never left, and there is some argument for that. But I think the smarter way to treat them is, since we don't know that for sure, what we know for sure is there are demons, and their job is to confuse and obfuscate and beguile the the humanity. So my money is even the these supposedly friendly ghosts and and you know all this kind of stuff that are supposed to be good. No, they're demons, and they're just trying to get a foothold and confuse you know confuse well, things. I think part of the whole thing about people that experience contact with these beings is they want so badly for their loved ones who passed on yeah. to be in contact with them, or they they want to believe that they will be able to do that after they pass on, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of a thing that traps them in there that they want to believe, so they do. Yeah, and and. That's the thing that that Corinna and and I get why we're so skeptical of these videos when we watch them because mm-hmm. so many so much of it is they just what you said they want to believe these mm-hmm. are real and I know a couple of different people who say that after a loved one died they uh, came to their room and was checking on the you know their, their children or whatever and stuff like that and they had had this conversation with them and I really want to encourage them and believe that and say go I just keep silent because I don't want to hurt them that mm-hmm. you know that's probably really not the I mean by all means that is not the place to start saying oh well you know what you're really just being tricked by a demon and you know and then, because they 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 gather great comfort from mm-hmm. that and I don't have any lock solid proof one way or the other but it's it's wiser to treat them as demons and get you know get away from them as quickly as possible. And this is one thing. When it comes, oh, this is the one thing that kills me. Um, you know, you can't tell if these these uh videos are real or not. Mm-hmm. Some of them look really I mean, there are the occurrences. There are occurrences. What kills me is so many people when they hear something outside or they hear something in their house that they that they think could be ghosts. We're trained now. The first thing you do is grab your your phone and start recording it. Okay. And we're going to talk about this 
in just a little bit, and we're going to get to some objective facts about uh, about uh, spiritual uh, warfare. But the first, the the one, I'll give you a little hint now. The, um, no, the second one. <laughs> oh no, first one. This this ties into the first one. Never engage a demon. Do not have a discussion with them. Do not. Um, you know, the only only warfare we have in direct warfare with demons is the authority and the person of Jesus Christ. That's it. And these people, as soon as you grab your uh, your camera and you start recording them, you're engaging them. Mm-hmm. As soon as you say, "Is someone there?" Can do you, I won't hurt you. Will you talk? It's to me. It's 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 ridiculous to think. There's a demon over there. Oh, I won't hurt you. No, yeah, he's yeah. going to squash he's... you into a greasy spot on the ground. Is but what we're going to believe him when he said he won't hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> but just you know, a friendly demon there, giving you know, giving exactly. advice. <laughs> or or they think they've got a ghost in the house, so they put security cameras up. And I know very um, what's it the paranormal activity esque mm-hmm. type thing. When you do that, you are inviting the demon to do more. And to and you're giving him more involvement in your life, and you and yes, I believe that they're men. I don't know why. I just do maybe because I'm just a sexist. But um, Corinna would probably have something to say about that. Um, but you're you're inviting them to do more. You're giving them more authority in your life mm-hmm. by engaging them. Therefore, they always say. Once they, you know, when I started recording it and it kept getting worse and worse. Well, put the two things together. <laughs> well, there are still people that as a party trick or whatever, a fun evening, let's whip out the old Ouija board and communicate with the spirits. Oh. These people have not seen the exorcist. No. <laughs> well, and, and the, uh, both the girls, I, ra- I raised the girls. We raised the girls. Anybody. You go to a friend's house and anybody ever breaks out a Ouija board, you call me immediately and I'll come and get you get out of there. And then there's they have these other things with pencils that you like rubber band two pencils together or lay them on top of each other and and it's it's a Ouija board. It's just mm-hmm. a makeshift one. Yeah. And a couple of times um oh well in fact uh, Cecily said uh, her boyfriend's roommate in Okinawa um she walked in and there's a Ouija board uh, in his room, he he use, has it as a game, and mm. which is what it's sold as. And talk about wanting to obfuscate the, one of the devil's <laughs> things. But she walked in, and I can't because she ha- has adopted the marine vocabulary. I cannot tell you what she exactly what she said. <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> she wants to be on the podcast when she gets home from the Marine Corps. I was as, like, "Oh, not on your life!" Baby. As my English friend would say, she turned the air blue. <laughs> yes, but she basically um, threatened him to within an inch of his life that if you ever break that out in my presence or, you, presence or in my boyfriend's presence, I will kick you, kick yep, you through yep, the yep. roof. And da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. you know, and and because I had instilled both Brenda and I had instilled that that is. A, p- a potential portal for the enemy to come in and, and make a big difference in your life. You're yeah. opening that door with Ouija boards. You're inviting them in. Mm-hmm. And you know the old story about you, the vampire can't come in unless you invite him in? Mm-hmm. Same holds true for demons, I do believe. Yeah. You have to engage with them to give them a, a pathway to come in, yep. open the door. Amen. Well, and, and it, this leads to another um, uh, a scripture from uh, Jude. chapter. Uh, well, there's only one chapter in Jude. So Jude 8 and 9 
And it says, in the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people pollute their own bodies, reject authority, and heap abuse on celestial beings. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Okay, this is the archangel Michael, the big guy that um, is the big guy in heaven now. And he's fighting Satan, and he doesn't do it on do it on his own authority. He rebukes him in the name of the Lord. And I don't know how many times you'll see these ghost hunters that want to go in and uh, start telling you know that oh you think you're so bad, come over here and show me who you are. And they really have no idea what they're getting into. Now, do they? Do we ever see on camera that they? you know, get knocked across the room or get pounded into oblivion or anything. No. So they think they're safe. But that's not... It's, it's simply not the case. Well, oh. people, people like to fool themselves that they are almighty and they can defeat any sort of thing like that, you know. But yep. Not necessarily true. Well, and, and you know, we're kind of... We are kind of going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here and there. But it's... Um, it... it the It... <laughs> Golly, Chris, I'm out of practice, can you tell? <laughs> um, but the, the reality is that spiritual warfare is a part of life. And I was taught from a very young age, life is spiritual warfare and, as a Christian. And the Christian walk, you could say, is um, uh, is spiritual warfare. And um, the next scripture, we have scripture references, and, and the, we talk about um, how... It talks about in Matthew chapter 4 how Jesus, the Holy Spirit, led Jesus into the wilderness, and he was in there for 40, out there for 40 days, hadn't eaten anything. He, dude was hungry. And that's when the, the, the devil came in to tempt him. And you can read it's Matthew 4 chapter, or Matthew chapter 4 verses 11, one to, verses 1 to 11. And, but, that's the thing. The, the, the best example that I can come up with is that one to say, Satan will hit us when we're at our weakest, when we're at our most vulnerable. Because if you know, he is an, Satan and his minions, you have to remember he's got a whole lot of, of demons working with him. You may never, you will probably never deal with Satan himself. You'll deal with a lot of different demons. But the ugly reality is... They are real. They are intelligent, sentient, powerful beings. The, they did not lose any of their strength as a spiritual being when they fell from heaven. And there is a kingdom and an army, and their main goal is the destruction of the church. And as a caveat, I'll add, they do not play fair. They will never play fair. They will lie. They will give you half-truths. They'll whisper in your ear, and you'll think it's you know, your own thought. It, it's just really scary, and we, ha we, don't, we have no reason to be afraid, but we have reason to be aware of what's going on and, and to be... To I be think what, what we're saying here is that we have to always be on guard. Exactly. That's what the, thank you. That was the exact phrase I was looking for. <laughs> okay. Thank you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah... It, um, uh, in the Gospel of John, you know, Jesus says, the world hates you, and it will hate me. So the world will hate you because, hate us, 
because we are not Christians, or because we're Christians and we're following the way of Christ. And that's happening more and more in, in, in the world today. Well, if, if the world is going to hate us, how much more do you think Satan and his minions are going to hate us because we're following, because we're following Jesus? I think it best that we cut it off there today, and um, we will get to some objective facts next week. We're going to talk about some objective facts. I think we took a little too long uh, going on, going off on the the uh, the ghost stories and <laughs> or the ghost videos and stuff like that. But we will be back next week, and um, we will talk about the objective facts of spiritual warfare. For my lovely and talented co-host, Miss Joyce Adams, and for me, Pastor Chris, y'all have a great week, and remember. God smiles when he sees you. <laughs>